Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. The Bible teaches us in Revelation 12 verse 11 that they overcame him by the blood and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death. So this morning we have testimonies in the house. Say amen. So help me welcome Papa to the stage to give his testimony. Papa, please introduce yourself to the church. Tell us where you're coming from. My name is Papa Kobnai Isibi. A center director in the Pistis region. Wow, Pistis region. Wow, that's a blessing. So what's your testimony about today? So my testimony is about divine escape through the prayers of our pastor and my mother. Yes. Wow, what a blessing. So tell us, what happened? What was the problem? So... Last year, December, I happened to be traveling from Kumasi to Cape Coast. And as usual, I texted my pastor that I was traveling. She prayed for me. And into the journey, just a little bit, I think an hour into the journey, the back suspension of the sprinter broke. Hey, mercy. <laughs> so we were stuck, surrounded by darkness everywhere. It was in the night. It was in the night. <laughs> On that road. But I remembered the prayer of my pastor. Wow. She said, travel safely. And my heart, I really believed in it. And I knew in my heart that everything was going to be okay. So how did the miracle come about? What happened? So with the broken suspension, a sprinter is a sprinter, and a sprinter driver is a sprinter driver. <laughs> he was speeding. <laughs> and a trench came out of nowhere. Because the road is under construction, it's really bad right now. And we hit it at top speed with a broken suspension. And the driver, after we hit it, the driver was shocked that we didn't lose control. Only to look at to our left, and there was a car that had lost control and was in the bush. Mercy. So I really, then I knew that the only reason why I was delivered was because my pastor prayed for me. Wow. I, I don't understand why you're not clapping your hands. Some of you, when you're traveling, just travel like that. But by the prayers of our pastor, he was delivered and he had his divine escape. So, Papa, what do you want to tell the church? I'd like to tell the church that there's God here and we have a prophet. Wow. Second Chronicles 20, 20. Believe in God and you'll be established. Believe in your prophet and you will prosper. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Papa. Thank you so much. What a blessing. What a blessing. So if you are in this church and you are traveling and you don't know how to text your pastor that, Mommy, I'm going, I'm coming, please advise yourself. Because the drivers, the problem is not you know, your drivers. You. All right. Let's welcome Jude to the stage. 
Wow, Jude, please tell us who you are, where you're coming from. Hi, everybody. My name is, my name is Jute, and wow. I'm in the Charisma region. I'm a GS in the Charisma region. Wow. So, Jude, what's your testimony about? So, my testimony is about um, a divine provision. And wow. Yeah. So tell provision. us about it. What was the problem? Okay, so somewhere last year, November 31st, we were served a notice that we were supposed to evacuate from our house. Um, and then we had nowhere to go. We had nowhere to go. We were actually working on a project, but it wasn't ready yet. And we could not move in. So, I mean, I was just there. I texted my, my um, shepherd about it, LPMFR. And then she, she asked me to trust God and keep praying. So fast forward, we were supposed to move out by 31st December. And by 31st December, we didn't, we didn't hear anything from them. So 3rd January, I had to come to school. And I was happy I was coming to school because I was not part of the problem anymore. I was in, I was in school now. So, <laughs> so 4th January, we started our 36 hour, um, hours of prayer. And I was here praying for 35 hours. Come again. We started our what? We were praying for 36 hours here. Where? In church. In church? In church. Oh, okay. Were you there? Were you there? <laughs> And then okay. I told myself that I'm going to do 35 hours. I mean, I knew that I had to break at a point when freshen up and everything. But I told myself that for 35 hours, I'll do their prayers. Fantastic. And so then during, the miracle come about? So during their prayers, we were praying about um, some of the prophecies Bishop gave us uh, through the 31st night. And then one particular prophecy I, that touched my heart was, we waiting for good news. I'm waiting for um, good news. Wow. Yes. And so for that prayer, I mean, I took it very seriously. Because I wanted to hear a good news. And then, fast forward again, some few weeks later, Little Reverend Mumi also had um, an all night for us here. Yay. And then we also prayed wait, about. Wait, wait, wait. Little Reverend had what? An all night for us here. All night here. It was an all night Were here. you there? Were you there? Tell your neighbor and ask, Were you there? So, so during the all night, during the all night, I also, we also prayed about those prophecies. And then that prophecy also came up again. And so I took it serious and I prayed. And then I went to sleep. So when I woke up, I, I missed the call from my mom. And my mom called me again. And then she spoke to me about how things were going in school with the strike and everything. So I, mean, I thought it was just one of those calls. And then she told me that there's something she has to tell me. But I should promise her that I won't tell my other siblings. Because they were, so, they, were, they were trying to surprise me when I come home. So what, what was the surprise? The surprise was that we were living in, in some um, boys' quarters. Okay. And then the flat was also there. And then... Now we're told that we should move into the flat. Wow! If some of you were, you don't understand something. To be said on a vision notice. Nah. Nah. Okay, maybe the surprise, the big thing here is that during the vacation, the, the boys' courses got flooded. Okay. The, but the flat was not flooded. That, during the flood, I called mommy and told her about it. You called mommy? I called mommy. I called ESJ. I told her about it. And she encouraged me and she prayed for me and everything. So when I heard that we're now moving into the flats, I was very happy. It means that we will not experience any flats anymore. <laughs> yes. And then the flats, the flat, one thing about the whole thing is that the flats is a five-bedroom apartment. Wow. So, all my life. <laughs> I, I don't understand why you're still sitting down at this time. At this time, we are sitting down just like that. Yes. And so all my life, I've had to share the room with my, my older siblings and all that. I don't like it. 
But now, but now I have my own room. After 36 hours of after prayer, after hours of prayer, all night, I have my own. After talking to your pastor, I have my own. Room. I see somebody receiving this as you practice this. And the last thing about it is that there's no notice. We are not. There's no timeline. Oh. And we are not paying any rent. It is actually rent free. That's all. And so <laughs> that's what my. So do you, what do you have to tell the church? I have to tell the church that try as much as possible not to miss any meeting in this church. Every meeting here is actually very, very, very important. And then I also want to tell you that you must believe in the prayers we pray over here. Believe in the prayers of your pastor and believe in the prayers of our father. Thank you very much. Wow. Oh, wow. give it up for June. Give it up for June. Oh. I think you should give God a better hand clap this morning for all the testimonies that our people have shared. Hallelujah. Hope it starts. I'm, I'm, I'm spoiling your dance today. Next week, then you dance. Oh, it's time because, hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor if he or she is ready to be blessed this morning. Oh, everybody has a neighbor. Please turn to that neighbor and say, My neighbor, are you ready to be blessed this morning? Are you ready to be made better this morning? Then you are in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning you are about to be blessed. You are about to hear words that will change you, words that will put you on the right path, words that will help you to walk in the perfect will of God, words that will turn your life around and let you begin to walk in your destiny. Put your hands together as we welcome our pastor, our prophetess, our evangelist, our teacher, our shepherd, our friend, he is joy, Philip. but let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace and your mercy upon us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Find your Bible before you take your seat. Let us make our confession. Find your Bible and lift it up. We want to make our confession. We want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Now before I start preaching, I have a number of announcements. Now, I need to um, say a few things about a very important um, what should I say? Message. Hallelujah. We have been talking about changing. Ask your neighbor, are you changing? Are you changing? We've been talking about changing. Ask your neighbor, are you changing? Are you changing? 
Yeah. We've been talking about this and we talked about many things that will help us, including the word. I believe that was what the film stars were trying to um, depict for us today. Now, I want to continue with another principle. After you're born again, a great change will come into your life when you are endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. When you're endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not so easy to be a Christian. You give your life to Jesus. After you have given your life to Christ, you are trying to do what the Bible says, and that is when you discover it. You see, if you are not trying to do what the Bible says, you will not understand what I'm saying. But if you are trying to do what the Bible says, then you understand what I'm saying. When a simple thing like the Bible says, pray without ceasing, just to wake up and pray every day, you'll be surprised that your body cannot. Yeah. We know that one of the spiritual exercises that is very good is fasting. And yet, if the church does not declare a fast, you will not fast. You will never on your own declare a fast. And when the church even declares a fast, you'll be looking for 25 reasons why this particular fast you can't take part. Am I speaking to human beings in the church? What I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? I mean, there are a few of you who, oh, media, I love fasting. Please, we are very sorry. I mean, you are free to, to go and do something else. The rest of us who fight with our flesh, we know what we are talking about, you know. 4 a.m., there's prayer, Tuesday, Friday. You even went to bed early, and your thinking is that, oh, if I go to bed early, I'll be able to wake up. But you slept early, and yet, you know, still, you didn't wake up when they were calling you. Are you there? You know that it's Thursday night, Friday morning is flow, but you just must watch that film, even though you know that the length of the film, no? Charlie, you finish at two. And you are still doing it, you know? <laughs> are you in the church? Are you in the house? Uh, the young man at the back, what's on your phone that you are, you are so engrossed in? What's on your phone? Put it in your pocket. You are in church. No, it's true. That's a typical example. You shouldn't be on your phone when you're in church. But you just got to see that one thing. You just got to read that one text. Hey. Or you were in church when bigmama.com popped up. So I, I just got to see. I just got to see. Just, I, I, you know, it's the last time. Like a guy who said that he texted the person who had been trying to lead him to Christ. He said that, look, I just won't have to fornicate. One last, just one last time, then I'll give my life to Christ. You see, <laughs> all these are manifestations. How many of you remember the series on the spirit, soul, and body? Yeah, you see. And, and it's just a manifestation that your spirit is there. Your spirit is, I mean, first of all, you now already, you were already 22 years old before you gave your life to Christ. Like I said, the body is 22 years more mature and older than this new spirit that has just come. And you're now trying to get your spirit to grow. So, <laughs> you will discover that you need help. And the Bible says that when Jesus came on this earth, you know, the Bible describes him as a high priest who knows our issues. That's why he came to walk on earth. Are you in the house? That's why he came to walk on earth. Recently, I saw a very interesting, it was meant to be a joke, but it was very interesting. 
on a page on my phone. I don't remember who it was who sent it. And the joke said that there was a young boy who um, was at home with his parents and there was a storm, a lot of thunder, a lot of lightning. Amen? And this young boy was afraid. So as it came, some of you are grown, you are still afraid. So <laughs> he ran to his father and his father said, oh, don't be afraid. You know that God loves you and is with you. And the young boy said, Daddy, I know that God loves me and is with me. But right now, I need one with skin on. <laughs> Do you understand? Do you understand? He said, I need one with skin on. Yeah. So the Lord God, he knew that we need some with skin on. To know that Jesus had come to walk with skin on like ourselves. And had come to walk in the things that we are also walking in. As you have seen the young lady going to whom to, to whom for, to whom does it belong to. Jesus to us, he was walking. He was tempted just as we are tempted. It's not a temptation if you are not tempted. In all my days, I don't drink. And it, I, I, when I was an unbeliever, I didn't drink for any spiritual reason. I didn't drink because I didn't like the taste. It's as simple as that. There was no other reason. So it's not a temptation. Oh, you don't get it? It's not a temptation. It doesn't call me. It doesn't matter the color of the drink. But there's somebody, the smell of the drink, just even the smell, you haven't even seen it. He wants, that's a temptation. And so Jesus came with skin on. Push your neighbor and say, with skin on. So that he'll come and walk with us and feel what he felt. But when he came, he was on this earth for 30 years, Ankunam. 30 years, he was just here trying to do his best. It was when he was about to start his ministry that the Holy Spirit came in body form to join him. And now to assist him, and we see a very clear difference. From year born, we heard about him when he was born. From his birth, we only heard about him once when he went to do two known in some temple. That's all. Even that one, the story was about how he had disappeared and how he liked the temple. That's all. We never heard of any exploit of Jesus Christ until the Holy Spirit came. And it was when the Holy Spirit came that we now began to see him doing exploits. By the way, the first thing that happened to him when he came, he led him into a wilderness. Uh -huh. Those of you who believe that it's only good things that happen to Christians, you better, you better change your mind and understand that all kinds of things happen. Am I talking to someone in the church this morning? Yes. So when he came, he came to walk with Jesus to help him to do the things that he was going to do. Now eventually, Jesus was now leaving. And in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he told his disciples, he said, listen, be here. Don't go anywhere. Be here till the Holy Spirit comes. And then he revealed why. He said, you shall receive power. You shall receive what? If you are going to be a Christian, tell your neighbor, we power. You need power. Yeah, you need power. Why do you need power? For the simple reason that sin is sweet. You see, 
you, you are not real. Oh. That's why you are walking and saying that, oh, this and that. No. The truth of the matter is that sin is sweet. That's the reason why it's a temptation. That's why it's a temptation. Because it has a sweetness to it. And if the Holy Spirit is not with you, you will not just fall. You will roll in it as some of you are. Some of you are not just baptized into fornication. You are a serial fornicator. Serial masturbator. Serial liar. Some of you young ladies who are in the church, you are, did, you are, you are addicted to the praises of men. As you wear the dresses, because you know that it's going to say, oh, why else are you revealing your, your legs for us? Why else are you revealing your shoulders? It left small cry, your breast cry, you would have been bringing it out. It's only that fine protocol has stopped you. Even that one cry, sometimes cry, it happens. And then you try to do like you are unaware, but you and I know that you are not unaware. Hey! It is that is why he said you will receive power. You will receive power. And that power first and foremost will straighten you out. It will sort you out. That power first and foremost will help you to live above the temptations. Not that the temptations go away. Oh. Man lasting after a woman. Oh. Tell never till you are 90. 90. Or you have not seen some 95 year old man cry. He has born, baby, 95. You'll be there doing your face as if I'm the one sinning and talking about. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Jesus knew that he had taught these guys everything they needed to know. He left one thing. He left one, the Holy Spirit. Yes, you have given your life to Christ. Yes, your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are on your way to heaven. But I tell you, the battle that is from now till you go to heaven, I tell you, it is wilder than what is going on between Russia and Ukraine. Only that it's at an, it's at an individual level. That's how come we don't know. Hello? Am I talking to some people in the church? Yes. So you need the Holy Spirit. And Jesus told them that please, don't start this thing. Don't start the work. You've worked with me all this time. But now as I am going, I'm going to have to leave you with the Holy Spirit. He says, you know, if you really want to know about the Holy Spirit, go to John chapter 14, 15. You learn, you learn powerful things. Are you there? He said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. So in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, we find out that they were in one place and now the Holy Spirit arrived. You see, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is one of the most powerful things that can happen in your life. You are looking for a great change. You need the Holy Spirit. Tell your neighbor you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Many of you, you are living your lives at a certain level where your mind is just logical. 
For as long as you can only think logically, you will not do anything spiritual or any exploit for God because the exploits of God are done by faith, not by logic. The things that you can sort out yourself, you don't need God for them. And you see your life, you need to change it. You need to change it. You are here, you struggle. When you hear prayer meeting, you quickly find something else to do. And that includes all ashes and most laptopists. Quickly you find something else to do. You are very busy. Tell your neighbor, I didn't call your name. What I'm sharing, I'm not sharing it to embarrass you, but you will see that if you are honest, you can, you can identify with what I'm saying. You can identify with it. You see, because you are a practical person. I'm doing practical things. But as soon as we come to a spiritual, something, 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 something. Hmm. <laughs> are you in the house? Next principle. After you are born again, a great change will come in your life if you learn to pray and if you speak in tongues. Ah. Some of you are so polite. Say, this tongues thing, I don't like it. How can I speak a language I don't understand? How can you speak a language you don't understand? You, are, you must be a child. There are many languages. You can even read them without understanding. Yeah. Me, my background, I didn't start life in Ghana. I learned to read Ghana before I learned to speak Ghana. Hey. I have a young lady in my house. She can read flawless English. Doesn't understand anything she has read. <laughs> she has just been told, yeah, you put the phonetics in front of each other. This is how it is pronounced. When she finished, she does want yes, yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, when you come and you give your life to Christ, you still need to receive the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'm showing you today. And you need him and you need to speak in tongues. Let's just look at one or two other scriptures before we come back to the speaking in tongues. Acts chapter 2. Let's go to verse 38. When Peter preached the word and the people wanted to know what should we do because we've seen that we've done wrong. Look at what he said. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Are you seeing it? So there is a way in which as you give your life to Christ, you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Let's continue. Acts chapter 8 and verse 17. Acts chapter 8 and verse 17. Then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. What had happened was that Philip, who used to be a sharer of rice water in the early church in Acts chapter 6, he found himself because of persecution in Samaria and he went to preach the word of God in Samaria. And as he preached the word, so many people gave their lives to Christ and a church started in Samaria. So now others had now come to help the church and they called these believers because now they are believers and they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Ask your neighbor, have you received the Holy Ghost? Acts chapter 19. Let's read from verse 1. Acts 19 verse 1. 
It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, verse 2, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And my question to you this morning, present service, Aedriasi, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Because it's not a question about your believing. You have, you have believed. But have you received the Holy Ghost? Now, these guys had, guys had an interesting answer. We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. We are believers, though. But we don't even, we have not even heard. And some of you are in church, and because of your background, you have not even heard where you are coming from. The Holy Spirit has, yes, you know he's part of this triune God that you don't understand. But he has been made into the minor partner, partner. We know God the Father. We know God the Son. But there's something called Spirit. And you have made him a minor because you don't understand who he is. He is as much God as God the Father, as much God as God the Son. In the same way as your spirit is as much you. Your soul is as much you. And your body is also you. You say you don't understand three in one. Now you understand. You yourself. Tell by son, I mean, as I'm sitting there, I'm three in one. I didn't know. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. I hope you are with me so far. Yeah. So you can see what was going on here. So what did Paul do? Verse 6. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Do you see it? What came on them? The Holy Ghost came on them. And they spoke with tongues and they prophesied. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And so if you are in church today and you do not speak in tongues, you need to desire. How many times do we pray for people every month? to receive the Holy Spirit at least twice every month but now you are changing it to every Sunday wow every Sunday what a blessing it's changing to every Sunday hallelujah you know because you are here you have given your life to Christ alright I hope now some of you haven't even done that one that's class one but when you finish that one you now have to have hands laid on you to receive the Holy Ghost so that he'll come upon you in power and you will speak in tongues. The speaking in tongues is very important. You see, because you are the Keche generation, you don't enjoy speaking in tongues. Do you understand when I say Keche generation? You are looking for cool things. Tell me, but this is not about cool things. This is about your life. It's not about cool things. <laughs> let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and let's talk about a couple of things concerning tongues. My time is up. But let's just go there. I need to show you what you are missing when you don't... You see, if you don't speak in tongues, I have to tell you that your prayer life is... Um, um, is no, no, it exists. It's just not strong. It's not as good as it should be. Because you can pray in your understanding all your life, and God will definitely hear you. But the length of your prayers will be affected. The type of your prayers will be affected. There are some things you will never do. Yeah. 
Now, 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not to men but unto God. Direct. There are times when you are praying about what even you, you don't know. Are you there? One day, I had come, and I'm ending with this story. We're going to pick it up from here next week. I came for a program here in Kumasi. At the time, I was a pastor in Tamale. I came with seven of my ladies. We came because our bishop's wife had a program here. And when we finished, it was a very nice weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Very little sleep. I mean, a lot of fellowship in Charlie. We were very happy as we were going. So as we were going back, I was tired. I was looking forward to sitting in the car, and I knew that I would fall asleep because from here to Tamale, is a cool six hours. But as I sat in the car, sleep would not come. Rather... I was praying. Initially, I thought, oh, as I'm praying, some of you think unless you shout and the whole world hears, you cannot pray in tongues. You can pray in tongues in any way you wish, loud, soft, anything. You can scream if you like. <laughs> you can also just be, you know. So it was one of those quiet sessions and I was praying in tongues. I thought it would lift. It never lifted. I prayed. I kept praying. One hour passed. Two hours passed. We were into our third hour of the journey when suddenly I heard bam and I saw people running. Ah, what had happened? What was going on? Our tire had left us. <laughs> they, so some were running because they had seen the screws coming off. So they ran, picked it. The tire too had come off. Meanwhile, this was before the days that we had a revelation that if you want to stay alive for long, drive 100 kilometers per hour on the highway. We hadn't had that revelation. So the car had been cruising at some 120, 130 kilometers per hour. Please, yep, and temp, we're going home. Are you there? The driver stopped the car. In those days, my office had Muslim drivers. So this man, very nice man, he was a Muslim. And he was the one who had driven us to this program. Even though it was my private car, he was a friend. We stopped. It took us hours. We sorted ourselves out. When we got home, so I now knew why I had been praying in tongues. For safety or something. And as we got home, the driver did not speak from when that incident happened till we arrived at home. When we arrived at home, as we entered the gate, then he said, Madam, car driving. You know, he spoke broken English, but because uh-huh, he was not educated. 120 kilometers an hour. Tire comes off. The car doesn't turn. I've never heard it before. I've never seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So while I was in the car, the Lord has used me as my own intercessor for my own self and the people in my car. My mind did not know it left to my mind because you could also have prayed in your understanding only i wonder if you'd have still been going on after two and a half three hours i wonder i really wonder and that's why some of you when we're doing the 36 hours prayer, we're dodging because you cannot see how your mind can continue to work because when you speak in tongues the same uh, uh, bible tells us that your mind is unfruitful your mind is not engaged but you you are speaking are you there? And it says what you are saying direct to God. It means that your enemy cannot hear it. And if you don't know anything at all about war, the more of your things your enemy does not know, the better for you. 
Those of you who your mouth is okro. Every day you the op you talk about everything. So while you are praying and you are telling God about your plans to travel and go and do your masters in US of A, your enemy has heard. If you had been praying in thanks, it might it would have gone without him being able to decipher what you are saying. Are you in the house? And as you pray in tongues, over time, it affects your life. It does what? It affects your life. You begin to change. Hallelujah. How many of you, since you, are, you can see some changes? Doesn't mean it's perfect, but you are seeing some. Yeah. 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 As you pray. As you pray. And tongues is one of the best gifts God could give us. You can pray in tongues under every circumstance. You are writing an exam, you are praying in tongues because your brain is not engaged. Your brain is on the paper. But your spirit is talking to God. You can talk to him. You can pray in tongues. You are hot. They have meant to suck you. And you are praying in tongues. And it's working. Are you in the house? Armed robbers have come to your house. And they are shouting and you are praying in tongues. It's powerful. It is what? It's powerful. Hallelujah. And I want us to be a 100% tongue speaking church. Yeah. Because nowadays when I say let us pray, there's some of you, you are like whispers. There are some of you, yes, it's just private prayer, but some of you is because you don't speak in tongues. Hey. Are you there? They are suddenly very quiet. I'll show you that there's a place for corporate prayer. Corporate prayer is not quiet. Your own personal prayer can be quiet. But corporate prayer, we came together to pray. I wasn't going to enter into Acts chapter 4. But in Acts chapter 4, after Peter and John had been arrested, and they came to the church in the house, they came and bossed them everything that they had gone through. The Bible says that they prayed of one accord, lifted up their voices, and they were shouting there. And the Bible says that the spirit shook the building. May we pray until the spirit shakes the building. Oh yeah, and the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. This morning, I want you to stand onto your feet. I want you to begin to thank God for the Holy Spirit. If you speak in tongues, lift up your voice and speak in tongues. If you do not speak in tongues, today is your day because there is an opportunity to receive the Holy Spirit from here. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Are there no prayer warriors in this service to lift up a microphone and pray? Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. We are a charismatic church and we pray in tongues. Lady Remehumi, who are your prayer warriors here? Okay. Lift up, lift it up, lift it up. Ramana 
We give you all the praise this morning as every head is bowed and every eye is closed before you can talk about receiving the Holy Spirit, before you can talk about speaking in tongues, you need to receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're here this morning, you're comfortable in church, you even have Christian friends, but you're not sure that you're born again. Let us settle that one first this morning. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand wherever you are standing. Just lift your right hand. Just lift it. Just lift it. Don't worry about the person near you. They also need Christ. Just lift your hand where you are and somebody will help you to come. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. I see those hands. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted up your hands wherever you are, just come to me. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Just come out. Just step out of where you are. Don't think about your friend. Don't think about anyone. Just come to me. I want to pray with you. Just come. Step out from there, your friend. You came because of because of this today. Oh, just come. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Your heart is beating. You are wondering, should I go? Should I not go? That's the Lord talking to you. That's the Holy Spirit urging you. Just come. It's a gentle urging. He doesn't force you. Just come. God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just step out and come. Let us pray. I want you to pray this prayer with me. After me, make it your prayer. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me by your spirit. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Father, I pray for these ones. I pray, Lord, that they will understand what they've done today and that, Lord, they will be with you all the days of their life. Let their lives experience a great, sweet change in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.